Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everyone, and thank you for tuning into Your Advisors Will See You Now. This week, we are going to have a relevant ramble. If you don't know, a relevant ramble, relevant rambo, a relevant ramble is a mini episode where we talk about a specific topic in post-secondary education, or we kind of dive a little deeper into another episode that we unpacked before. But for this week, we're going to discuss our, what we believe is our top 10 tips for tackling exams. So... Before I begin, I just wanted to share a, a quick story. So I remember one time I had to cover, I had to cover an exam for this finance class, and I'll never forget that. <laughs> Once they passed out the exams, and I looked up, and I looked at the students' faces, there was like a bunch of students that were looking up and looking around to see, did everybody get the same paper? <laughs> and I just saw like two mouths open, like, uh, <laughs> is this? is this for real? And like a bunch of people just flipping through their packets, just saying, this can't be real. Is this really the exam? And yeah. So for this number one tip to avoid this happening to you is to be prepared. So what I always tell students is the week before you take your exam, make sure you meet with your professor, go to their office hour or make another appointment uh, outside their office hour if you can't go for their scheduled office hour. And this is something that you can do if you're in high school too. Meet with your professor a week before and specifically ask what is the format of your exam? Is it going to be multiple choice? Fill in the blank. Short answer, do I have to write a whole essay portion? Is there going to be formulas? Am I extracting data? Do I need to memorize formulas? Can I bring formulas? Can I have a cheat sheet? Get all this information so you're as prepared as possible and you know even what to what to study for and what to focus on. And then also ask them during your the office hour, are we going to be mostly focusing on calculations? Am I mostly gonna focus on the reading? Is it going to be, I have to create a defense? Do I have to create my three points to defend my answer? So you know how to go about answering the questions appropriately to meet your professor's needs. So that's my number, number one tip. I tell students that all the time get that access because some professors aren't going to give you that information some will but some don't give you that ahead of time so kiki on to number two so tip number two if you do receive a test and it's multiple choice either on there just somewhere in the test or it's all multiple choice we are recommending that you cover the answers so that's helping you so if you get a question usually you you get a question and you might look at all the answers first if you cover up the answers, you can try in your head, just remember, just try to, to recall what you've already learned. So then you can say like, oh, I think the answer is X, Y, Z, uncover the answers and then see if your answer fits into that. Now, if it doesn't come back to it, that's another tip that we'll talk about too, but um, definitely make sure you try to recall what you've already learned instead of, you know, make, instead of confusing yourself with other answers. Mm-hmm. And then that even goes into tip number three. So if you're if you if you're working with a multiple choice question, and let's see, let's say what Kiki just said, you covered the answers, and then you found, let's say you narrow it down to two, okay? Or let's say you just narrowed it down to like three. You're like, eh, I know this one answer isn't correct, but I don't know what the rest are. So what you're going to do is you're going to use a strategy called ballparking. 
So what, what is ballparking? You're probably asking. It's a strategy that involves eliminating wrong answer choices and estimating the possible the possible right answer by doing some some kind of approximate calculations. So if you have those funny answers that are like, if it's not A, then it must be B. It cannot be A and C. So with the ballparking, look at those answers and just assume, okay, well, I know the answer is not going to be A so because it's totally wrong. And if it's not A, if I go to answer D and it says it's not A and C, then take that off too. So you're using uh, kind of like an estimation of what your right answer can be. And at least you can dial it down to two choices. So at least you're down to a 50% 50 shot of what's the two left choices that you have of one likely being the right answer. So that's tip number three. Cool. So tip number four, this is kind of a fun one. I guess it is a fun one, but create an acronym or a song for helping you with memorization. I've done so, that millions of times. Yeah. Kemi's Kimmy, a songwriter and a singer too. So she, <laughs> she's good at that <laughs> for real. But the one I can think of off the top of my head right now is PEMDAS. Like, that's something we all learned in like elementary school. Right. But it was like, please excuse my dear aunt Sally. That was for memorizing. I can't remember. Like mad. It was like parentheses and yes. equations. What was that? Algebra? I think, I think it was, it was algebra. algebra. Something like that. So, multiply, add. I could division, be wrong. Divide. Yeah. I was never good. I remember the PEMDAS, but I didn't remember. Yeah, what it meant. <laughs> it was parentheses, equations. Yes. Multiplication, division, yes. addition, subtraction, something like that. Yes. So, you see, all these years go. later, we still know what PEMDAS means. But something, you know, something that's really catchy. I, I've heard the weirder your acronyms are, or the weirder your song, the yeah. more you're likely to memorize it. Just because it, if it's your favorite song, you like write- The lyrics to you it. Like, right, yeah, you make lyrics, like whether it's the equations or if you have to memorize words and you know, just throwing those words in there. And you can be sitting like in the test and you're just going through and you're like, oh, that's what it was. It really does help. I've used it before too, a little bit. And it, I, I could have used it more because it really does just get your mind thinking like, Connecting your favorite song to something you're learning is a really great tactic. So yeah, definitely if you can sit down, even if you talk to your friends, your peers, if y'all can come up with something together that you can all remember and, and use that for your test taking, that is super helpful. And it just makes it like a little bit less stressful because you have something fun, somewhat fun to connect to your tests. Yep. Tip number five. So if you're completing an exam at home virtually, which is pretty common now for, for many of us due to COVID, if you're completing an exam online at home and it's timed, make sure that you are ready for no matter what may happen. So you need to go old school. You need to go get that cable that connects to your internet from the wall, hook it up to your laptop so you can sure you have a steady connection all the way through. And then even have a plan B backup. So if something happens where your your computer is going to shut down or whatever have you, make sure you have a plan B. So have even your professor syllabus next to you. So it might have like their, it should maybe even have like a, their office number on it. So if your computer goes down, you can call them right away and say, hey, I'm being proactive with you right now and shoot them a picture of your screen and say, my computer is off. I'm trying to troubleshoot what's going on now. If you have another family member in the house, see if you can talk to them and say, can I log on to their computer so I can use this computer? Always kind of have a backup plan. If let's say the program you're using, it's not uploading. 
So some some schools use something called Blackboard or Moodle. If you're unable to submit your assignment through that, then talk to your teacher, send them a quick email, say it's not uploading, and then already be in the process of, 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 you, of if you can, taking that information, putting it on a Microsoft document and sending it via email. So that way you're not just sitting, waiting, the exam's over and you're, you're like, oh man, I waste all that time or I have all my answers, but I can't submit it. Be thinking on your feet to submit that work within the hour. Be proactive. So it doesn't seem as though, oh, like really right now your internet <laughs> went off at home. Like really, do you want me to really believe you? Sometimes it's going to be hard for, for professors to believe that. I'm not going to lie to you. And and that's unfortunately the case it, if it really does happen. So just be very proactive if that happens. That's really good. This is not about virtual test taking, but I saw, maybe I posted to our Instagram, but it was like the caption said something about finals, but all you saw was like water. So they were in the classroom. They were like in like a lecture hall, but all you see is like water on the floor. You <laughs> thought somebody's like water spilled over, but the water just keeps like coming. There was like a whole flood happening outside the classroom during what? their final. I don't know if they finished it. I think they probably had to evacuate, but you you just never know what can happen <laughs> during your exam. And that just sucks. Get um, those points. No, <laughs> no, no that's what, that's what, but somebody in the comments was like, yeah, my instructor, we like, you know, this is a different test, but they were like, the lights went out and they made them stay. What? And like, until they like find the candle. I don't know. Some instructors, like can we said, some instructors are like, you're going to finish this. I don't care what's happening. Yeah, because they don't want to grade it later, so they're like, "Let me, let's do it now." But yeah, you just never know what, ha what can happen, so be prepared. But going into tip number six is managing your time while you're taking the test. So if you, you know, get your test, and we don't want you mellowing over questions. If you don't know the question, keep it moving. They always kind of a rule of thumb is kind of like look at it for like thirty seconds or so. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you can't figure it out in that time, or even start thinking about it in that time. Go to the next question. Yeah, market. You, yeah, yeah, market. Of course, yeah, market. Because if you get an hour for this test, if you're taking five minutes each question because you don't know it, that's wasting a lot of your time. And we're gonna go. You know, one of our later tips is still like, on time management. Key, like one of time management um, keys, but just keep it pushing. Give yourself a minute or so. That's like the min the maximum really to look at a question. Like Kimmy said, if you don't know it, come back to it, but know how much time you have. Keep a watch by you. Look at the clock, whatever you need to do to make sure you're managing your time during a test because you don't want to get to the, you don't want to get through like half of it and you only have five minutes left. Right. And then also with that time management, make sure you have a couple of minutes at the end. So save a couple of minutes at the end so you can review your stuff one more time just to make sure you can look back over and that and make sure you answered all those questions that you marked. So leave some extra wiggle room for that. Um, and that goes into tip number seven, making sure you answer all of your questions. Even if you're stumped by a question, you've answered everything else on your exam, it's better to put something in there than to just leave it blank because it's, you miss, what is it? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So at least put yeah. something in there. <laughs> good, good quote. That's good. Thank you. I, I didn't make it, but <laughs> I won't get that credit, but it's, somebody said that probably a basketball player. I think it was, but anyway. But make sure you put some information in there. You never know. You may even be able to get some half credit. So don't leave it blank. Mm -hmm. Now, I was going to say that too. You, Especially if it says show your work. Yes. You know, a lot of like the math questions. If you don't know the full, if you don't even know how to like fully get there, if you show like partially, like Kimmy said, you may be able to get partial points. But if you don't answer full questions, you're losing so many points. 
as opposed to if you just answer part of it, you're at least accumulating something, you know, towards your final grade. But that's really good, Kemi. Tip number, I think we're on tip number eight. Those eight yes. on our list. Um, but if you if you had accommodations, if you're in high school or you're in college now and you have accommodations, um, that's referring to if you have a documented learning disability or learning difference, I should say, or documented disability, then you want to make sure that you've worked it out with the access accessibility, accessibility services at your high school or your college. It's a little bit easier, I think, for high school. Yes. But if you're in college, you have to go through that department. So it yes. can be called disability services, access services. Make sure you research it before you get there. But you have to provide documentation of your documented learning difference or disability so that if you need extra time on exams or assignments, you can get that. It's especially good for exams because you may get an extra half hour, hour. You just never know until you do it. Yeah. But we really want to harp on making sure you have that already taken care of so your instructors know. Maybe you need an interpreter for American Sign Language, something you know to that effect. You want to make sure that's already taken care of ahead of your exam. Maybe it's not like a talking exam, but you never, you just never know what you may yeah. need that for. Yeah. And honestly, too, what I would always say is if you have accommodations, give it to the office like the first week of school. So that mm -hmm. way they can have all your information and it's already set up for you. And then in college, you don't have to take your accommodations. So it's totally optional. So but at least you have it already there and set if you, you feel like, oh, man, I know this exam is going to come up. I know I'm going to need if you've had if you were given maybe extra time in high school, then likely you'll be given extra time in college. So make mm -hmm. sure you have that in place if you really want to use it. So it's just there. Right. But like Kimmy said, I'm going to say it again. You don't, don't assume that they have your documents already. Right. Just because, just because you know, and your parents know, and because you've told the instructor doesn't mean the instructor knows in a documented way. So you have to make sure I would even say before the semester begins, get all that taken care of. Yes. So there are no, um, there's no mistakes when you need to use them if you need to use them. But yes. Yes. Number nine, get to class early. If you're that kind of person that gets to class five minutes before, get there at least 20 minutes before, get settled in, have all your information, have all your, your pens, your pencils ready, your paper, and you're sitting there and you're studying and you're refreshing and you're just comfortable. You don't want to get there rushing, out of breath, and then you're kind of collecting yourself. It's already nerve-wracking what some of these exams can be. So just make sure you're as comfortable as possible and you're just ready to go. Exactly. And we've kind of already mentioned tip number 10, but I'm going to add another one that we kind of it could it could be a study tip, could be an exam tip. But I just thought about in college how a lot of like my classmates, we would make study guides or somebody in the class would make a study guide. But that definitely helps you with the exam. So going back to what Kimmy said about talking to your professors during office hours, if you one student, a few of you go to your office hours with your instructor, with your professor, your instructor and you know what's going to be on the exam in terms of questions to look for, you can be practicing. So if you know you have to do math, you can make your own questions and you know put answers to practice. If you know you have to write an exam, you can come up with your by yourself, with your peers. You all can be coming up with questions you may have to answer on your test. I would also say a really good guide is your syllabus. So whatever you're learning in class, like your syllabus kind of dictates what you may learn for tests and exams. But you will never know. But just to give yourself practicing and, and you know, practicing multiple, multiple choice questions, practicing writing essays, short answers, 
if you all can come together as a class and if you're willing to share with your you know classmates i think that's a really great way to just practice together kind of talking about it with each other so you can be having that conversation that kind of helps with memory recall as well right and then tip number 11 we didn't have this on here do not cheat they will find you oh yes they'll hunt you down they'll find you another story time so there was one student he actually was allowed to go to the restroom during exams i know at our school for most professors they're like go to the bathroom now or forever hold your peace because you're not going or you're done (laughs) (laughs) it's basically if you have to go then hand your exam you're done so one student, they were allowed to go to the bathroom. They went into the bathroom and they logged on to their, like, a, their, their education platform, so like a Blackboard, a Moodle, or whatever. And the professor saw that they accessed that when they are in the bathroom so they could look at information that was on there. That kid got a zero and that kid got in trouble. So don't do stuff like that. You, Yikes. Academic integrity, especially in a college setting, is a big no-go you probably get a zero for maybe your exam, depending on the degree of it. Maybe you could get an F for the class. Depending on the degree on it, again, you could probably even get kicked out. So just don't do it. Really don't do that in terms of don't copy off your neighbor. Don't put any cheat sheets in. And especially even with your writing assignments, make sure that you're citing all of your citations. Do that big time. You're not, say, if you're using someone else's work in terms of taking it from literature, cite that source. If you are working with a partner, do not write the same answer in the same exact format. It needs to be in your own words. So do not cheat. Do not plagiarize. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, that's really, that's really, really good. Cause I feel like I got, I, I will say this. I was really bad at citing and I'm I still, I never like fully understood. I know it's easy. It seems easy, but sometimes it can be tricky. And I got in trouble. She didn't give me like an F or anything, but she like called me to her office. One of my professors in college and I was like, I didn't know. I like literally didn't know. But just kind of going off of that, and as we wrap up, if you don't know how to cite or if you don't know how to do things properly, go to your writing center, yes. go to your you know professor, your instructor to really figure out. But I think the writing center will be the most helpful, um, especially if your final exam is a paper. So you know this is kind of going along with exam tips because some finals are not actually in class. You can do them. You know, it's, it's a final paper make sure you go to your writing center just to get a somebody to look over it and somebody to make sure that you're citing properly because it really is a huge offense. I actually had a student come to me a couple of weeks ago and her professor gave her an F because she plagiarized. Right. But again, she wasn't aware. So sometimes you literally just don't know. And it seems like, what do you mean you don't know how to cite? But when you're just like writing and you're researching, maybe you didn't cite properly. And that's still not, you know, that's still not what they are. They want you to do it properly. They want mm-hmm. you to do it the correct way. So even if you mess up a little bit, it could be it could be something serious. But if you just try, use resources that can help with that. Right. We don't want you to get in trouble. So it's better yes. that you overly cite than to undersight. I will never forget my senior thesis. I was like, cite, 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 cite. And thus it was cite, 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 cite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of no, different. It's true. A lot of different pulling sentences from different resources. But because I put it out there, it's like, okay, well, she did the research. It's just at least she's citing it. So, mm-hmm. so, so you got to do it. Yeah. Good rule of thumb. Oversight. Yeah. But yeah, that is it for our top tips for taking exams. We hope that you find this helpful. Please share with your friends or share if you have a son or daughter, what have you at school or someone who's going to college, share this information and hopefully you'll get a hundred on that exam. That's right. Study, study, study. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you in the next one.
thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of your advisors we'll see you now please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website take a look at the show notes below and please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast also show us some love and please leave a five-star review catch you next time see ya